Hi, and welcome to Drinking with Creatives, where we drown journalists of responsibility in a pool of vodka. My name is Jeremy Berger, a filmmaker and senior editor. And each week I chat with a professional creative and we have a few drinks. First question, most important question, what are you drinking? <laughs> um, right now I'm drinking rum and coke. Okay, rock and roll. You, you're just hitting, hitting it with rum from the get-go, huh? But yeah, I'm not really a beer girl. I like the, the drinks, like the liquor. Okay, respect, respect. As I was just saying, I'm, I'm enjoying a beer because if I hit rum right now, I would be asleep and embarrassing myself when, inside the next 45 minutes. It'd be, uh, it'd be fantastic. Uh, <laughs> so before there's too much rum or there's too much beer, please tell everyone uh, who you are, what you do, and where we can find you. Um, so my name is Beatrice Sniper. I'm a special effects makeup artist. I also do like prosthetic design and uh, prop fabrication and body painting and blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I dabble in all sorts of different types of arts. Um, you can check out my work on my website at BeatriceSniper.com. Uh, I also made my own company. It's called the Beehive Studios. Um, so you can search that up too, BeehiveStudios.com. Um, Instagram is B-E-A sniper, like be a sniper, be, be a sniper, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. Awesome. And just for clarification, uh, beehive, it's B-E-A hive, yeah. not the traditional yeah. beehive, right? Yeah. It's a play on words. Cause you know, people call me B, but it's like with the B-E-A. So, gotcha. um, yeah. Okay. So that's where you can go check her out. Uh, here's what I want to know. I grew up watching horror movies, loving horror movies during a particular time where prosthetic and makeup effects was far more important and far more uh, feasible than computer graphics. I'm wondering what drew you into the industry and why, uh, you know, what, what, what kind of like keeps you going? <laughs> I actually got into the industry very late in life. Um, you know, I was going to school for computer animation and visual effects, so like CGI and stuff. Um, and then they required us to take an elective class, like a class that's not in our major. So there was a class I saw was called Introduction for Makeup for Film and TV. Uh, it was a very basic class. I was like, yeah, that sounds like an easy A, why not? Um, you know, and it was just like basic, like regular makeup on set, um, you know, uh, cuts, bruises, uh, you know, old age. So like very basic stuff. But it was that class that kind of changed everything in my life, in my career. Like I was not really like a movie person. I didn't really grow up uh, in a household that like watched a lot of movies. Um, you know, I, I grew up in like a religious home, so we didn't watch a lot of movies. We weren't like um, very... Uh, in touch with the outside world. Um, so when like I found it, I was like, this is awesome because I've always enjoyed doing art, but I never took it seriously until like a lot later. So um, this new world was like, it was like a whole new world. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was something beautiful and I loved it. That's incredible because you seem to come at this from the exact reverse angle that the rest of the industry seems to have gone to, whereas you actually started off in CGI and then yes. moved into practical. I'm curious, what was your, the path that you were looking at taking with CGI if you weren't into movies? Honestly, I, I just knew I wanted to, uh, you know, do art because that's 
pretty much all like I I knew at the time you know it's uh you know uh growing up where I was it was my way of expressing myself in my own way and it was just something I was comfortable doing so I went to school I got a degree in graphic design because I thought I wanted to do that um and then I went back to school again for my bachelor's for computer animation because I just wanted to get paid to do art but you know I feel like with special effects it's one of the few um like fine arts that you can get consistent pay for you know what I mean because you're constantly fabricating things and you're crafting things and you're getting paid for it so it's like what else could I ask for you know I'm literally looking at pictures of you designing demons warlocks several gaping wounds several several gaping wounds uh and yet you're the most optimistic person i've heard talking about their profession thus far uh, <laughs> that's a little incredible uh so you get out of college you study you you, you study makeup but then you, you know did, did you walk into um what was your like your first working experience in makeup effects after college because i imagine that you had to probably go like learn a lot more things like i'm seeing you're working here with like yeah. demons and horns like the fear mere process of fabrication itself uh-huh so what happened was is i went to my teacher um you know in my makeup class and i'm like hey i'm really interested in learning more and uh there was supposed to be like an advanced class but it was one of those like if you get enough students then the class will happen but i was never able to get enough students so my teacher's like, you know what, come work with me in my shop. I'm like, okay, cool. And the shop was in Jersey. So I had to travel every day from Brooklyn to Jersey to help out with the shop. Um, you know, I worked in the shop for like about two years and I worked for free. Um, and that means like cleaning, you know, helping them doing a lot of the work. And uh, so it was pretty much like there for free. Um I uh, And then I separated and got my own space and uh, I just started doing stuff from there. But at the same time, I feel like in this in this field, like you're never going to stop learning. There's still a lot of things I don't know. And I think that's the beauty about this, because there is no right or way to go about a certain makeup look. But it's just like your technique and, and your style that can kind of bring it to light. That's fantastic. Uh, I, 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 I'm going to have to edit this because that sounds like a great bite to end on. So we are not wrapping this up. I've got more things I want to know. Um, yeah. For example, like, uh, what was your first film set like? Um, I remember my first film set, I was helping out a friend of mine. And uh, it was like, a, it was, she was at a haunt and we were helping her make her thesis film. And of course, when you first start out uh, in, in film, you're going to work for free a lot. Once you get the hang of it, once you, because there's a lot, like, uh, there's like a lingo you have to understand. There's like a certain hierarchy you have to understand. There's like certain, uh, you know, positions. Like there, there's a lot you have to understand, especially if you've never went to film school and you don't know what to expect. So you're going to have to like work for free for quite some time before you actually uh, feel confident in getting paid for what you do. So my first experience I was really confused because I had no experience in film I didn't know what was going on so I was just kind of like quiet and looking around and doing my job and helping my friend out but like the more I started getting into it the more I was like yo this is kind of cool <laughs> I could see myself doing this fantastic fantastic so let's let's break it down a little bit like I would because I would love to talk to you about your approach to character uh, yeah. Starting off, obviously, with like the prosthetic and fabrication work that you do on set, but then, uh, you know, I'd also like to know more about the body painting. So, tell me more. 
Um, well, when it comes, of course, everything really comes down to the script and to the budget. And of course, uh, you know, if I'm putting my name on any artwork that I make, I want it to look the very, very best. But of course, everything comes down to budget. If they have a bigger budget, the more stuff I can do, the better I can make it look, the more realistic I can make it, you know. And of course, it also comes down to time. So... <laughs> Um, I think there, I think this is like a very popular uh, concept for artists. There's like the uh, the triangle. There's the 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 quality, the 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 timing, and the the like cheap, fast, and good. You can only pick two. You know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, you know, everything comes down to that. But when I start designing a character, I also dabble. Like I like to draw on the side, and you know, I do digital drawings all the time. I'm getting into like 3D sculpting, so I always like to start out with some concept art, so that way I can give uh, you know, my client the proper uh, you know, the proper treatment that it needs. So that way we can go over some different ideas and concepts and designs different color schemes um you know and then from there we kind of pick which one they want to lean towards and so that way i can kind of get my clients you know involved in the decision making and to kind of show them look anything is possible let's bring out the best and and, and put the best into your film because i don't know personally whenever i work on a film set I'm always like, this could be the next big thing. And I treat it like the next big thing, you know, because you never know where the film is going to end up after you work on it, you know. So I want to put my very best into the film and I want to like, you know, get different people's opinions involved. And I want to make sure we're always on the same page as I create. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, can you uh, do a detail like one of the more like complicated or shall we say even surprisingly complicated characters you've had to do uh you know what it's funny because like each one has their own uh story to it and that's the reason why i love uh what i do because each project is different on its own um you know and uh in some case like a lot of the times people want so much for a very little budget um you know and and there's so much that I want to do to help bring the characters come to life. But there's so much that goes into it that people don't necessarily understand. Like if you want to create a prosthetic, you uh, the best way to go about it is to life cast the actor. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, from there, it's it's a process. It's not like something like you have to it takes time to sculpt a prosthetic, to mold a prosthetic, to cast a prosthetic, how many copies you want of each piece and how to apply the different color schemes. So there's a lot that goes into character design um, and and th because there's a lot you can do with it. So it's it's so great because once you realize that anything is possible, then like, you know, your mind can go from there. All you need is your creativity and your passion and anything is possible. Oh, you're giving me so many great sound bites. I love it. I love <laughs> it. It's almost like you've done this before. Weird. Um, <laughs> So let's talk about body painting for a little bit, for a little yeah. bit, because that seems like a little bit more of a niche uh, industry, something I must admit that I don't know a lot about. How did you get into that? Uh, you know, I, I, I enjoy drawing. I enjoy airbrushing. Um, you know, I had a I had a really fantastic job in Hong Kong for three months. Uh, we had to do makeup on like 750 actors divided by 10 makeup artists from around the world. And uh, and some of these designs were very elaborate and, and intricate. So it really kind of like kicked my butt when it comes to speed and my airbrush game. 
So ever since that job, I've just really enjoyed airbrushing. And I apply that a lot when it comes to body painting. And usually the clients that want body paint are like for different events, uh, you know, or, or uh, usually like night events or different parties and stuff. They really like that stuff. Um, but it's fun to do. And sometimes, you know, like when it gets quiet for me, like I don't have any gigs right for, for a few days, I usually like to invite a model over. And I do their makeup and sometimes it's body painting. Sometimes it's like a, a makeup that I want to challenge myself on mm -hmm. and I'll just do it. So that way, like, you know, my model gets a portfolio piece and I get a portfolio piece. So, um, you know, it, that stuff kind of keeps me going and kind of keeps me on my toes to help me practice. So, um, so stuff like body painting, which is really fun. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like drawing on a, on a body and it, it's, uh, it's like one of those things because it's uh how do you say it's one of those things that you have to be there for the experience you know mm -hmm. what i mean because it's only there for a day and then she washes it off you know <laughs> <laughs> oh it's like building sandcastles yeah exactly you kind of get uh you kind of learn to not get attached to your art it's all about the journey not the destination you know i guess i'm wondering you said something interesting <laughs> about inviting a model over that you know uh so that you can continually practice i mean yeah. How much time are you like not doing this is something I'm now curious about, because if you spend your free time doing it and you're practicing your freedom, like, do you ever, do you ever have like a down day? But yeah, but like all my down days, I prefer doing art, <laughs> you know, it's like, and I think that's kind of what separates like artists from other people is the fact that, you know, um, uh, you know, people need to like breathe, they need to blink, they need to eat. Well, artists, they need to create art, you know, it's, it's in order to stay sane, it's something that we need to do. So uh, art is, is not just work for me, it's my therapy, you know, it's my meditation. So it kind of keeps me in, on track. Even if I'm not doing special effects makeup, I'll take up like other art on the side, like I'll do resin painting, or I'll do like sculpting little things, you know, um, but it just, it's, it puts me in my happy place. It kind of, I like being in the zone, you know, when I just put some good music on or a good podcast on and I just kind of go with it, you know, it's how I, how I grow and it's what I enjoy doing. I, I kind of make a goal to make at least one, one artwork a day. I don't have to post it. I don't have to show it off, but it's just for myself, you know? Is that something you recommend for others, especially people getting started? Absolutely. Just kind of like sit down and, and, and spend some time, even if it's like seven minutes or 10 minutes a day, just kind of like doodling something, something like really, really quick, something that'll be beneficial towards where you want to go. You know what I mean? Just to kind of exercise your brain a little bit and, and uh, take advantage of that creativity. And the best part is creativity usually hits at like 1 a.m. in the morning. So it's like <laughs> I find myself doing like makeup on myself at 3 a.m. because I just got that kind of creativity inspiration boost. And I'm like, I got no one here. I'm just going to paint on myself and see what happens. And before you know it, the sun comes up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. couple questions about that. Um, one, is there uh is there a particular type of creation that you wanted to turn yourself more into than someone else? Uh, no, I don't like doing makeup on myself. It's my least favorite thing to do. I just do it because I need to, I need to let out my creativity somehow. I would always, always prefer a model. Um, <laughs> be, uh, but unless it's like, like I did this one shoot where I, I made like a candle crown Mm -hmm. And I kind of poured like wax into my hair and I would not do that to a model, but I did that to myself because I'm like, why not? You know, <laughs> and then I paid for it later. 
uh but you know like i wouldn't do that to a model i would just kind of like do that on myself because i i don't want to like i treat models with respect and i wouldn't do that to them but um yeah if i had a choice i would always prefer a model i don't like being the center of attention that's why i'm a makeup artist i belong behind the camera uh you heard it here first uh b will absolutely not pour hot wax into your hair no not on purpose <laughs> not on purpose beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> okay well speaking of like i mean are there goals that you set up for yourself is there something that like you look forward to doing or you're wishing that you get challenged to do always i uh i always collect different um you know files and folders of just kind of things that inspire me and I even run a, a Facebook page too and I've been getting a lot of compliments it's called inspire me and I just post really really interesting cool artwork that I come across and I and I, I save these things like even on my Instagram I save different uh makeups and different costumes because that I, I want to kind of keep an archive so I can be able to uh create these things on my own sometimes you look at uh you know, like, like a progress shot or like a final photo of a makeup. And you're just like, oh, I see what he did there. And I'm learning so much just by looking at the photo and I'm saving it, you know, so that way I can use it as a reference whenever I, I, I want to do something similar later. And I think that's so important. A lot of great master artists always had reference photos to be inspired from because you always start with references and then you work from there, you know. But uh, there's so much beautiful artwork out there. And I'm so grateful that I live at a time like, you know, in today's day where, you know, we have access to the Internet and Instagram and Pinterest. And you can kind of just see what everybody is up to and how many talented people there are all around the world. But you can use that to your advantage. You know what I mean? Just kind of use that to help motivate you and inspire you to be better. That's that was a long answer. <laughs> that, that, we got to fill up some time here, B. You can give me as long answers as you like. I don't like hearing myself talk. I, nice. I got you. Okay, <laughs> good, good. Um, is there any particular like makeup or special effects artist that you find has inspired you the most? Um, there's several people that inspire me. Um, there's a lot of people I follow online, uh, that I, I love. There's some people I met in person that just inspire, like, you know, just their personalities and their work inspire me so much. Um, and every year there's actually a monster convention. Actually, it's twice a year, but one of them is bigger than, than the second one. Um, it's called Monster Palooza and it's in California. It's kind of like where all of the, uh, the special effects artists and all the dark artists meet up and you kind of get to network and you talk to them and you, they showcase their stuff. They do de demonstrations and, uh, and it's really, really cool because, you know, a lot of people get really excited about seeing a celebrity that they know on TV, like Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, uh, all of those people they get excited about, but I get really excited about when I see these amazing artists because I know the things that they did and it's just so awesome. And I, I, I look up to them a lot. There's a lot of people I look up to and it's, it's, it's a great world. Honestly, I, I like the special effects world. It's great people. Okay. I did not know until right now that there was such a thing as monster Palooza. And now yeah. I just don't know what I've been doing in my life. It's life changing. The things that people create and like, because everyone's doing makeup there and it's like the biggest like people from Face Off, people that have been doing makeup for like way before I was born, 
and they're there at this moment they're like a part of history that nobody talks about you know and and you know it's just it's really cool to be around that environment that's incredible i um i was and this is this is where we where, this is where i do end up talking for a second um i actually uh grew up wanting to do your job really i want yes yes and then i figured out that i'm uh not that great uh with the sculpting um and the fabrication uh but i was in love with people like rob botin uh jeff yeager obviously dick smith and then i got a chance to meet tom savini when i was 13 years old yeah no he's cool have you met him yeah i mean like like i said these conventions you kind of see each other all the time so yeah i've met him he's a cool dude you know and and you know, they, they, I think, I don't know if they call him. No, I think it's Rick Baker that they call the grandfather of special effects. Yes. No, maybe is it Rick Baker? Maybe, maybe. I, well, I think, hmm, I don't know. I've been, I've, I've been out of that game for at least 20 years. Um, but we're not doing the math on that. That would just make everyone, i.e. me, feel bad. Uh, but it's funny because I, 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 while I was going to that, uh, my interest in horror movies was actually met with some concern uh, from friends and family. Uh, oh, have you ever? What's that? Me too. <laughs> well, tell, tell me about that. How how did you end up coping with that? Because I can still use some pointers. Oh my god, I I still have problems coping with it, considering the fact that, like you know, like again, I grew up in a religious environment, so um, my family was a little bit more sensitive to like the horror genre. Um, you know, uh, I had a conversation with my dad once and he told me he legitly thinks I work for the devil. God. <laughs> yeah, he said that, um, you know, because of the images that I create, um, you know, he thinks there's a lot of evil behind it. And he thinks it's the reason why people kill and murder and rape uh, everybody is because they see like graphic images like that. And it kind of triggers them to want to do those things. And so he's, he pretty much blamed me for for all of the murderers and rapists out there. <laughs> oh, and, God. Uh, yeah, yeah. And and my mom is my mom is like supportive. She's like, I don't understand what you do. <laughs> I don't like it, but uh, you know what? Like, she still hopes that I get like a nine to five job one day. Doing graphic design. I don't know where, but I, I, she just wants me to be like you know in a secure job and in her mind it's a nine to five fair enough fair enough well let me yeah. ask you this um because i know that like several years ago especially uh there was an accident on a set um and again i come from the post-production side of things so i'm never on set they don't want me there i don't want to be there it's fine um but i know that they were shooting a biopic uh for the uh for i think it was the allman brothers uh, band and uh, a crew member, an assistant camera person, got hit by an oncoming train of a location that the production team didn't secure. And ever since then, there's been this big push, especially you know, in filmmaking, uh, especially to have better conditions on set. Have you found that to be an improving situation? Yes and no. Uh, it really depends on the film set. I've been on as a special effects artist. I've been on all kinds of different budgets. Um, you know, in some some film sets I go on, I'm the only one that's getting paid, you know, and in other film sets, like I would literally be like, 
me, the camera person, and the actor, and that's it. So, and then there'll be other film sets. There's like a hundred people on set and it's like a big production. So, um, you know, it really ranges. I have been on some sets that were unsafe, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, people talk about it, but at the same time, like it's, it's, uh, being on film sets is not going to be fun. You know, it's, uh, it's stressful. It's, uh, you know, it's time consuming. It's a lot of hurry up and waiting. Um, but, uh, at the end of the day, you know, you have to be in it because you enjoy it, not because you see yourself being famous, you know? Wait, this isn't a great, uh, a great industry to make money in? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Uh, yeah, I think everyone felt that joke. Oh, God. oh good Lord. So, there, so everything's still arranged. Uh, what kind of projects do you find yourself most working on? You know what? Uh, that's one thing I love about my job because there's so many different kinds of jobs I'm getting and it's great like I do uh, like military training they would fly me out and uh, we would uh, it's like literally for the military for the government and it's called moulage and they uh, they they fake a scenario and like for example like a plane crash or like uh, you know an explosion somewhere and then I do makeup on you know several volunteers like role players and uh, they kind of get into a position and then the military has to know how to respond to them. So if someone like has like head trauma, you know, the military has to know how to respond to that. So that was like one job like uh, that I, I would get in different scenarios like multiple times. So that's kind of fun. Um, you know, I have jobs like in theme parks. I have jobs doing like different events. Um, I had this one lady a few months ago who called me up and she wanted me to do a life cast of her dead husband. So that was fun. What? Okay. What? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, like, so pretty much her husband was four days dead mm -hmm. and she wanted me to do a life cast on him. So that pretty much means I'm pouring gook all over him like silicone and yeah. I'm taking a copy an impression of his full head, his hands, his chest, his feet, you know, so that way, and I'm, and when I'm taking an impression of him, that means I'm taking like every detail, every pore on his face, every like fingerprint on his hand. I'm capturing all that detail and kind of, uh, you know, I can do whatever I want with it. I, sh she wanted like a realistic, uh, bust of him, uh, -huh. uh and to create like a body of him and she wanted to make like a wall of his face, like one in copper, one in plaster. So. <laughs> You know, and uh, I and she was in the room the entire time that we life casted him. So, you know, I and, and sometimes like I'll do a life cast of different celebrities, too. And these aren't like jobs you get on film sets. These are kind of like jobs you get on the side. And they're all very interesting and, and fun to do, <laughs> you know. Incredible. That's, I had that's, this, sorry? You know, sometimes I had this one job and sometimes I uh, I don't really ask like, oh, what's this for? Like, what are you doing? I just mostly ask, okay, what do you need? Where do you need me? I'll be there. Uh, and then this one person hit me up and he's like, I, I want you to uh, to kind of uh, make someone uh, look like someone else. Like, you know, just like little things, but realistic. I'm like, sure, I got you. So I got like a little prosthetic nose, like a little chin here and there, some eye bags. Um, and I come on set and it turns out that they're trying to smuggle this one girl out of the country. So <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> wow. Um, and I can't really say anything. I'm just like, all right, I got you. I'll do my best, man. <laughs> wow. Um, 
Oh, I, and, and then recently I had, um, there's been some like vaccine scares. Like I've had uh, this one person hit me up and they wanted me to make, uh, you know, like a fake uh, arms. That way they can make it look like they're getting vaccinated. And I wasn't a part of that. I was like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> it does not sound like something uh, <laughs> worth getting involved in, you know? Um, so I get all kinds of different weird jobs and it's, it's kind of fun. It keeps me on my toes. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. The, the, okay. Okay. Wow. Several, several of those things just <laughs> swirled up and hit me, especially the casting of the, uh, of the, of the past person. Was that the, your first time working with a dead body? Uh, I've been around dead bodies before, um, but this was my first time life casting one. Wow. Was that uh, emotionally difficult for you or was it just another day on the job? Um, you know what? At first it was, uh, but honestly, the most annoying part about it was, uh, you know, uh, when the, the product I use is silicone, uh, in order to make a copy of the body. So it's like a two part, uh, like mixing, like, uh, it's, it's kind of like a honey consistency. So it's kind of thick and runny. Um, so when I mix both parts together, I have about like five to 10 minutes for it to harden. Um, you know, and, uh, but however, if, if there's, if it's hot in the room or if it's warm, it'll kick faster, but if it's cold, it'll kick slower. So because I was putting it, the silicone on top of a cold corpse, it took like 20 minutes for each layer to harden as opposed to like five to 10 minutes. (laughs) It took longer to, to, um, to do the cast of, of the body than I expected. Crazy crazy yeah. uh i just uh i just looked up just to make sure that my facts were correct but i do know that at one time if you're open to more government work and they call you i do know that at one point part of the uh center for disease control uh preparedness training was running zombie simulations uh-huh. and i'm just saying that might be something you might want to throw your your hat in the ring for i've been in uh like those situations before it was like a walking dead one it was really? kind of like a, yeah, that was yeah. kind of fun. Like, like I said, it's, it's, it's all kinds of different jobs and it's really great to work on them because they're all different in their own way. B, if somebody wants to get started in this, uh, where would you recommend them go? Mentorship, college, both? Uh, you know what? Honestly, uh, if I could go to college, I would go to college for this. I would have loved to get a crash course in everything I'm doing. Um, but it's not necessary. You know, there's a lot of information online right now. Um, there's uh, one of the main resources is like Stan Winston uh, School. If you go online, stanwinstonschool.com, I believe it is. Um, and they make uh, like really detailed videos by very, very professional artists in the field and the top people in the field. And uh, you can pay per video, you can pay uh, per month, you can subscribe. Um, There's also Neil Gorton uh, as well. He does very similar things, but it's like, um, I believe it's UK. Uh, But you can still, there's a lot of videos and information and resources online. It's just a matter of finding them and looking for them. If you really want to find them, they're out there. They're not difficult to find. There's tons of YouTube videos and, uh, you know, YouTube, Instagram is getting more popular nowadays and people are showing off what they're doing, how they're doing it, kind of like feed your focus, surround your environment with your goals, you know, and just keep doing what you're doing. It's not going to be an easy journey, but it's fun. That's all I can say. (laughs) Make sure to check out drinkingwithcreatives.com where you can support us by contributing to our Patreon. 
And don't forget to subscribe and download on your preferred platform. I hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you next time.